Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Is this Alice Cooper? It is. There it is. That's great. Vegas up 2-0 on Dallas halfway through the first period. Carrier and Carlson, the goal scorers. Game 7, Heat and Celtics just underway. First 30 seconds, no one has scored. I predict there will be scoring soon. Before we get to a guest here, 780-496-0063, the question tonight is, which Edmonton sports person do you think would make the best politician and why? Brian Hall, the early leader. What mm-hmm. else do we have, Kellen? Uh, Brian Hall remains the leader for the... Uh, He'll win. As well, so there we I'm go. calling it. Uh, Reed, you have a vote. Uh, Reed Wilkins for Prime Minister. Free canned ham for you and you and you and you. And yeah, you. give that person a canned ham. Okay. Canned ham t-shirt. You. Yeah, I would be a good Prime Minister. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we've got uh, one from Bill that says Rod Phillips because of hockey announcing. So there we go. Okay, good. Uh, we got a vote for Leon Dreisaitl. He is the leader and doesn't talk for the sake of talking. You know what? That's a good reason. Give that person a canned ham t-shirt as well. That's okay. an interesting, that's actually a very well thought out and clever reason. There we go. Uh, Leon, not Canadian, could hurt his chances of running, though, in a Canadian election. Yeah, but Schwarzenegger was governor, so there Well, we go. he became an American citizen. Leon would have to get his citizenship. Mm-hmm. And one more from Jens, who says, Evander Kane would be the best politician because he knows how to debate an opponent effectively. Uh <laughs> By beating them up? <laughs> I think that's what that person means. <laughs> Intimidation works in politics. Yeah, get those uh, two people's uh, shirts. I know you had. What do you What do? You do? You got to text them back and ask them what size they want and how to yep. pick it up. And you got to yep. get their so name I will and everything. Be in contact with yeah. them shortly. We'll give it a couple of shirts there. First, uh, the Elks, I was mentioning, lost to the Bombers preseason action 25-23. There were some good signs. and I mean, the Elks did have the ball a lot. Uh, time of possession was about uh, 38-22 in terms of minutes for the Elks. First downs, 29 for Edmonton, 15 for Winnipeg. Net yards of offense, only 245 for Winnipeg. Edmonton, 421. Chris Jones on producing that offense. I think that our offensive line is doing a real nice job. You know, uh, I think we even had 400 the first game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a couple games in a row where we had had the time of possession and we had the first downs and we had the, the rushing yardage. And so it's a matter of just, you know, controlling the football and being able to try to pound the ball at people. And that makes takes a little of the pressure off your quarterback. Okay. Also, Eugene Lewis, who uh, should be the top receiver for the Elks this season, he commented on racking up over 400 yards. 
I mean, it just goes to show that everybody's doing their job. We're following the little details, and, um, you know, this is just the, the foundation of it. Uh, you know, there's so much more we, we have in the playbook that we still got to, you know, let out during the season. Uh, but it definitely gives you that excitement of, yeah, hey, man, we got this, this pot boiling, and, and uh, we're stirring the pot now, man. And uh, it's just all about, all about putting it all together now. We got some extra days, you know, before our first game. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're going to take advantage of that. June 11th is the Elks' first regular season game at home against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We'll have it for you on 6.30. Chad Morley Scott, the play-by-play. Brendan Escott, the host of the broadcast. Blake Dermott, our in-the-game analysis. Uh, analysis. What am I trying to say? Analyst. Analyst. Uh, David Bulls on the sidelines. And this guy, Dave Campbell, the uh, color commentator for those broadcasts. Dave, how are you doing? I'm great, buddy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Did you hear that people think Halsey would be a good politician? Uh, yes, I did, and I can understand why. I mean, if you need a, a filibuster just to try and prevent a bill from going through, uh, that's your guy. Uh, you know, Chris Jones might make a good politician because he would say, this is what we're doing, that's it, we're moving on. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Good true. or bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'd be too interested in the uh, opinions of too many other people, though. I don't know if he'd be good going door to door. Well, I know that for a fact, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would uh, definitely hurt his campaign. Did, so. did Halsey ever consider running? I wonder if he ever did. Because, I mean, Halsey, I believe, is in his late 80s. I only really got to know him when he was already in his late 70s. You've probably known him since he was in his mid-60s. So, yeah. I don't know. There's a still most of his life we didn't know him. I wonder if he ever considered running for city council or something like that. He's never said that he was interested. Now, he's interested in politics. He's interested in everything, uh, basically. And, uh, I mean, obviously, he's very opinionated on, you know, a lot of things, including politics. But, no, he never he never said that if he wanted to run or not. And I probably know what the answer would be. I wouldn't want to do any of that. Why would I want to go in that part okay. of the world? That's a bunch of BS. I don't want to do that. That's what I would hear. So... All right. <laughs> that's, that's funny. By the way, I, I hear the election pizza is close to coming. Yeah, alleged, there is allegedly election pizza early. I didn't okay. think it'd be coming till later. It's supposedly coming at 7. I'm going to have some even though I'm not covering the election. You're there. To me, you deserve election pizza, man. 3 nothing Vegas, by the way, 14 minutes into the game. They have come to finish this series tonight. It might be over now. Yep. Shots are 15-4 for the Golden Knights. They are dominating. Yeah. Uh, We're not playing. I think it was Colasar that got the goal. I just glanced up here. But, uh, yeah, it is all Vegas uh, early on in this game. So two fourth-liners have scored for the Knights tonight. Because Carrier scored, right? He's a fourth-liner. Yes, yeah, and it was Colasar. I'm just getting a look at the replay here. Yeah, Vegas uh, cruising tonight. So we'll keep an eye on this one for you. Okay. So let's go from uh, from the uh, field of politics to the uh, field of Canadian football. So the Elks lost. Okay, you know, I, I, I know it's a franchise desperate for success in, in any way, but I still don't put too much on uh, on preseason results. I saw a lot of things I li- let, let Before we get into what we're going to debate, uh, are, are, like, are these running backs for real? I mean, we saw Brown last year, and now we've seen Shannon Brooks in a couple of preseason games. Do you think these guys are for real and can actually be a realistic tandem in the regular season? They're for real. I mean, my goodness, they, they produced 274 rush yards, um, not not uh, exclusively with these two, but, uh, I mean, Shannon Brooks was over 140 yards in two games, and uh, Kevin Brown, just pulling up his numbers in short time, 
uh, of, of his short time. Four carries, 55 yards. Just a healthy 13.8-yard average there, uh, there, Reed. But uh, I think the rushing attack is going to be a very big part of their offense because they have two backs that can do it, especially with Kevin Brown. And I think they're going to use Shannon Brooks in certain situations. And they're all, the offensive line has been a nice story in preseason. I think I count six of the eight quarters where I think they've really played well because, they, you know, the, the fourth quarters, both in Calgary and at home on Saturday against Winnipeg, I, I would say not as good, but they got, you know, really into their depth and it clearly wasn't as good. So, but I think the offensive line uh, who, Let's give him credit. When Kevin Brown came on the scene last year on, on Labor Day, uh, they did a good job blocking for Kevin Brown. They seem to really enjoy blocking for this guy. And Shannon Brooks is just, you know, he brings another element. He got, kind of got that thunder-lightning element. Uh, Brooks is a bigger body, more physical. Brown can get physical, but he's more of a shifty guy. But uh, their rush attack is going to be a big key to their offense. And as far as play calling is concerned and execution, and, uh, you know, if you can run the football as effectively as, as the Elks have in the preseason, if you can do that in the regular season, it just makes everybody better. Okay, so over 400 yards of offense in both games. And again, it's only the preseason, but they do lose both games. And mm-hmm. uh, I would still say they, they squandered some opportunities to score points. Part of that is the kicking game, which we'll get to. Part of that is not finishing drives inside the 30, inside the 20, 25, whatever you want to call the red zone in the CFL. Now, we're going we're gonna to discuss an individual you and I have been discussing off and on for almost a decade. For when he first <laughs> came to Edmonton in 2014, and I know he was with other teams, so we would still talk about him. And that's the offensive coordinator for the Elks, and that is Stephen McAdoo. Um, who I, I'm sure some people know the nickname. Some fans call him Macadont with, how the, with the play calling. And I was said in the first half hour of the show, it's, it's not necessarily conservative because they want to score points and they want to possess the football. But to me, there are a lot of plays that rely on quick, safe reads and then getting yards after the catch. And if the timing gets thrown off, you're not getting much after the catch or getting anything at all. And that still concerns me sometimes in a league in which, you know, you only have two downs before you usually kick. What is your counter yeah. to that? Well, you know, simply, and I'll, I'll try and drill down more, but to me it's quite simple. They produced 858 yards of offense in two games, over 400 in both games and produce 55 first downs in both games. And they walk away with 23 points or 24 points the first game and 23 the second game. That's the disappointing part, right? So to me, it shows they can move the ball. And also, I will ask you and I will ask, I just ask you and ask the listening, our listeners here is how much do you value the run game? in an offense, right? If Derek Taylor was on the show, he'd say the run game has no value, which I disagree with, or don't, don't totally agree with, I would say. But that accounted for 30% of the offense, right? As far as yardage is concerned. So it's, it's also how much do you value the run game? Some coordinators don't. And they just say, forget it, we're not gonna run, you know, a la the Hamil- Hamilton Tiger Cats. So, um, so for me, it's, it's down to, they have shown they can move the football. And again, Reed, we only saw the first team offense for three series out of all of training camp, right? And it was a slow start. 
they didn't do very well the first two. I thought the third drive was good. Um, they just didn't finish, you know, and they were three or sorry, two for five in the red zone, uh, including 0 for two in Calgary. So they got work to do as far as trying to finish drives. But to me, if if they were not producing offense at this rate, if they were not staying on the field um, with let's let's face it, a group that I mean, they were. They were going through as they as you do in preseason. They're going deep within their depths to try and you know get through the game here. And I thought for you know you look at Maurice French, you look at C.J. Sims, uh, you look at you know Gavin Cobb. Uh, you know they have good receivers, um, and the competition was really good, and they performed. Now, what kind of offense are you calling as well? You're not calling everything in your playbook that's all that great either. You're you're being very vanilla, and yet. They, they produced 858 yards of offense. So, I mean, I, I watch practice, and I look at Eugene Lewis, and I look at Stephen Dunbar and Dylan Mitchell and Kyron Moore and whatever Canadian it is, and I'm going, man, if this group can get going, there's going to be options aplenty for Taylor Cornelius. So I'm not worried. Uh, you know, 858 yards of offense in, in two preseason games, they just got to put up more points. Uh, and I, and I'll just say, and you know, I harp on this as long as I have known you, I think in the CFL, you have to design a lot of pass plays in which the receiver catches the ball between 10 and 15 yards down the field. And I'm just worried the Elks won't do enough of that. I know they'll throw deep occasionally. Is the mid range game going to be good enough? That's the key, right? Because the intermediate area is where you really kill defenses. Because you, you know, Reed, you can't go down the field twenty plus yards at a at a regular rate. I mean, we saw Michael Riley do it a lot when he was the quarterback for six seasons here in Edmonton, and it was magical, right? But near the end of his tenure, even that was, you know, that's getting a little bit too, uh, go, you know, going to the well a little bit too much, and defenses kind of bait you, right? So you got to be uh, multiple as an offense. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, I think they need to have, um, th- they need to have the short, the intermediate game, um, and and of course the deep game. And I think they have the offensive weapons in in all three areas. You just don't want to rely heavily on one thing. Right. And the intermediate area has been the most difficult challenge for this team. But, you know, they got players on this roster that can get there. So um, this week is a huge week as far as cleaning up the details. To me, Reed, it's the details that are still holding this team back. It's the intelligence of the game that is holding these this team back. I mean, 10 penalties for 95 yards mm-hmm. against the Bombers. And I don't care if it's preseason. You shouldn't be taking an unnecessary roughness penalty against a receiver who is clearly out of bounds. You shouldn't take a rough in the passer call when the, you know, when the quarterback releases the ball and has two seconds to take a breath, mm-hmm. right? And pre-snap penalties and, you know, Trey Ford took a time count. I mean, uh, I never heard Stephen McAdoo yell that loud in any game, you know, and he's right beside us in the coach's box to our to our left, right? And boy, that was uh, quite the uh, loud. Uh, I can't say what he said uh, on, on radio, but uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's the details. To me, it's the it's the smarts of the game. But I do think, as far as how you know, just the quality of, of their play, they're faster, they're more physical. I think they're more mentally tough, you know. And now they just have got to clean up the details, and that's why this week's an important week, even though there's there isn't a game, but they get a chance all week to work on themselves. Dave, can you hang on the line? Because I want to talk about the kicking game when we get back. Yep. More with Dave Campbell and the Elks in a couple minutes. Hi, 
This is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30. Chet. First period now over in Dallas. Three nothing. Golden Knights leading. They were dominant in the first period. Dave Campbell joining me tonight to talk a little bit about the Elks, who wrapped up the preseason on Saturday. We'll uh, we'll mix since it's election day. We'll mix sports and politics in the second hour of the show. We have two former CFLers, both former offensive linemen, who went into politics. One quite successfully, the other, I guess, not so much. But really interesting guys. So we'll tell their stories. All right, Dave, you and I love great stories. <laughs> I said this when I called into Brendan after the game Saturday. Uh, Dean Faithful is a great story. A British kicker in his mid-30s who has been drafted by a CFL team, the Edmonton Elks. But as we always say, stories don't win games. A <laughs> um, couple of missed kicks, a uh, partially blocked kick on the last play of the game. That, well, I guess second last after the penalties that could have won it. Uh, long kick, but man, oh man, that was a low trajectory on that one and yeah. another one. Can this guy place kick in the regular season? And what other options do the Elks have? Yeah, we're going to see here. And, uh, you know, he's, what, a low 70% success rate in, in field goals. That's just not good enough in this league. he got to be above 85, I think, to be, uh, you know, a really good field goal kicker. And, um, you know, th- there is a bit, there was a bit of an issue with the holder. Um, Greg Hutchins who is not with the team anymore, but uh, the punter out of UBC, he was the holder in Calgary and and he was the holder on Saturday for, for some of the game as well. And it just didn't look like he was comfortable in the role that could affect things as well. Uh, and Gavin Cobb, I thought did a great job, the second year receiver. And I thought he, and that's a way to get on the roster by the way, and, and be relevant is be a holder for field goals. That's uh, that's one way to do it. But uh, it does concern me about the trajectory of the, of, of the kick because he, it is, it's almost like a free kick in soccer instead of a field goal kick, right? So you got to get more arc on it, but uh, there's definitely, like, he can definitely do the job but can he do the job consistently? And that's the issue. The only other kicker they have on the roster is Michael Domagala, who played for the for the um, Hamilton Tiger Cats last year. He was a 75% kicker before getting uh, the boot for uh, Seth Small. And uh, he's going to be the punter. And he had a better game punting the ball, even though he had two punts. But it, they were good. They were good punts. So he's around. We'll see what happens here. Um, you know, out of Winnipeg, I'm quite interested and what's going to happen with Mark Leggio. And he didn't play the game on uh, Saturday for the Bombers. Two global punters did, and I thought they did quite well. And uh, Leggio's name was kind of linked to Sergio Castillo's name as the Elks tried to trade Castillo to the Bombers before releasing him, and Leggio's name came up as a possible return. So I know Leggio has his issues too, right? So I don't want to put cart before the horse, but that's just the name I kind of put on the table. But right now, He's the global player, and that's important because they have to dress global, right? Every team has to dress one global, but Chris Jones likes what he sees in, in Faithful and has put the faith in Faithful. But it's going to test people's faith every time he comes out, right? Because yep. it's not it's not automatic. And uh, with Sergio Castillo, at least you knew 
in the last half of the season, he was automatic. And that's that's the concern, uh, I think, right now is um, are they going to get the, the production out of Faithful that they need? All right. Well, lots of storylines to follow and uh, going to be fun leading up here to the game against the 11th against that uh, team from another province. Remember that time? It shall not be named. Remember a few years ago, they were playing Saskatchewan on, on the weekend, and I went the whole week without saying Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I just said <laughs> opponent, other team, all that kind of stuff. Probably you the greatest thing that. I've ever achieved. You might have to do that next week. Pull right, that out. We'll see if I can do it again. All right. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> see you, buddy. That is Dave Campbell, the producer of this show and our Elks color analyst on our broadcast here on 630 Chet. Okay, uh, when sports and politics collide, coming up.